With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in nursing into your busy day. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Balance online coursework and in-person, local clinical, practicum, or immersion hours as you work towards graduation while leaving room for what matters. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. talk about his feelings he'd rather be discreet remain aloof and even if you send his senses reeling he'll find it hard to offer verbal proof because I'm a Brit I will sit on the fence instead of making my intentions clear But now I'm here in L.A. I know just what to say, my dear. Let me be frank. Oh, Sammy, your joke. I will sing you every little thing that I want you to know. I'm a bit dizzy. A Louis or Miles. Wanna go blow that horn When I see your beautiful smile You can be ginger Baby, I gotta stay I'll come sliding down the banister And swing you in the air We will go dancing Among the stars All the ones that shine beneath our feet On Hollywood Boulevard I knew the lady for me Would always be fashionably late But you're the one that I've been waiting for And every time I see your smile It makes me love you more I was a coward Ran out of words Now I'm drinking Dry martinis And they're shaken Not stirred License to love And I'm here to stay I'm an Englishman in love In L.A. Love you more and more 
words Now I'm drinking dry martinis And they're shaken, not stirred License to love And I'm here to stay I'm an Englishman in love I swear by the Hollywood sign above That I'm an Englishman in love In L.A. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. You know, the crazy mother-daughter travel team on the Love Your Parks Tour and publishers of Big Blend magazines. And you just heard or saw, depending if you're watching this or listening, uh, An Englishman in Love in L.A. This is the title track from the new album by British multi-award winning singer, actor, entertainer Richard Shelton. And he's here with us. It's very exciting. His album is mm-hmm. out on April 22nd. He does have a party happening on April 21st. You'll have to tell us about this because, you know, I want to hear a party. And it's all about an Englishman <laughs> in love in L.A. We want to we want to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you've probably seen him in his roles as Mr. Benson in House of Lies on Showtime, starring alongside Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell, both amazing actors. And mm-hmm. in Jane the Virgin, also Lord Poodle in the Britishers. Now, come on, Lord Poodle. I had to say that because that's just love it. But I encourage you to go to his website, richardshelton.co.uk. But right now he's in LA for a couple of days. But welcome. How are you, Richard? I'm well. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me along. What's Mm. it like being a poodle? (laughs) Lord Poodle? (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It was great fun. I mean, it it was one of those period pieces that was made to look like it was a kind of like it was a spoof you know it was a spoof on Downton Abbey um and it was shot in the Getty Villa in Los Angeles oh wow yeah yeah so whilst the interiors all look um I mean it it looks like it's shot in in the UK but it wasn't it was just down the road in in Santa Monica um and it it was a lot of well some British actors but also American actors with doing British accents and I have to say they were flawless, absolutely. Really? Flawless. Yeah. Wow, good. It was good. Them. Good fun. This is, this is great. So now you moved to LA, right? Or like you're like us, we're always traveling around somewhere, but you you're you moved from London to LA? Yeah, I did. I did. I I, wow. I think I reached a point in my life when I was about 50, and I kind of thought, what do what what's next you know I, I I sort of I'd been in a tv show over in the UK and I'd, I'd done a lot of fabulous work over there but I sort of felt this slight glass ceiling feeling that I thought well what's next I, I want to mm-hmm. get somewhere else and I'd always had this dream to come and um, experience uh, California experience at Los Angeles and I just wanted to throw my cap in the ring and have a go and Ooh. that's what brought me over here so in the spirit of the pioneers that came all the way back over there I was just one of those people who came over and had a go. Cool. 
All right, that's on. awesome. So I know cool. we had to have Santa Monica in our background, right? Because, you know, and we're California girls, but we lived in England, in Preston, as we talked earlier. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mighty Preston. <laughs> but it'd be nice to Preston. Uh, but listen, yes. uh, it's interesting going back and forth because there's always been this back and forth. Even with musicians, it's been a huge deal. A lot of American musicians, especially blues and rock, have to go to England and to Europe to get the play that they need and, and the respect, like, it's interesting you come over here and you're well known for portraying frank sinatra in fact mm-hmm. nancy and i are watching you perform at there's a like that on your frank youtube sinatra. channel uh in johannesburg and, and joburg oh, and yeah. we used to live out there so it was really cool to see you in south africa so you've mm-hmm. done a lot of touring I just want to start i know we want to talk about an englishman in love in la because now that that has scandal all written written like something's up <laughs> we want we want the gossip but yes tell us a little bit about the start of this whole sinatra thing because i watched yeah. you getting you know, touching the tuxedo of frank sinatra it's a very <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that yeah. sounds weird right <laughs> yeah it's a fascinating story so i uh, i'll try and make a you know a long story short so um I always knew I had an affinity with Frank Sinatra, even from a little boy. I saw a photograph of him as a little boy and, and I said to my mother, Who, who's this man, Frank Sinatra? He looks like me uh, it, when he was a child. He does, know? yeah. So do I guess he does. And I, I fell in love with his music when I was about 14. So quite young, I was kind wow. of- Wow. And I, I knew, I understood kind of the, the, the cadence of his voice and I understood the mood you know, on the My Way album, whether it was, you know, singing Mrs. Robert, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson, or didn't we almost make it? Even as a young kid, I understood it. So when it came as an actor, I was given the opportunity to portray him in a drama called Rat Pack Confidential. And it was mm-hmm. a look at the dark side of his life, you know, and that's what interests me as an actor, the, the angry friend, the 2 a.m. in a bar Frank Sinatra that you mm. dream of meeting, you know, that mm. mercurial, dangerous character. So Virginia um, Woolf character. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I Sorry. think when you, um, when you know how troubled he was and how not straightforward his life was, you know, you, his terrible breakup with Ava Gardner, you know, mm. who was the love of his life, you can really hear the pain in his voice when he's singing, you know, in the wee small hours of the morning. And it's mm. it's that aspect of, of him that I was interested in. And when I came to, to live in LA, um, the energy sort of the synchronicity came with me. And I, because I'd recorded at Capitol, um, I was invited to- I know, right, that's amazing. Yeah, an industry party, and whereupon mm. somebody turned around to me and said, oh, hi, my name is Heidi. And I'm a TV producer and I've, we've just gotten Frank Sinatra's tuxedo and we're looking for a home for it. I mean, she said it absolutely from nowhere. And I went to try it on and it's an identity, it fits like- magic. Wow like it's tailor-made for me but then I was on a tv show back in England wearing it and a fellow guest was Roger Moore James Bond wow oh. and he kind of raised an eyebrow and who are you and I said well, I'm Frank <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Richard Shelton I'm, I'm doing a show about Frank Sinatra and this is his tuxedo and he said oh show me the jacket pocket and I, I did and um he said yeah 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 that's Frank's I told him where he, he called me up and said Roger where'd you get your tuxedo I made on one one so I sent him to Cyril Castle. That that's Frank Sinatra. So James Bond was telling me I was wearing Frank Sinatra's tuxedo. That's that's you can't mess with Roger Moore. 
There's no. like he's like one no. of the, it's like Dude. Liam Neeson and Roger Moore are the two you never end. Well, there's no. a couple no. other, but yeah, there's you don't, others, you don't. But yeah, no, this is but this is interesting how you and then you go on and show his life and perform his mm-hmm. songs. You know, it's amazing how that happens because even watching that on the YouTube with you trying on the tuxedo and everything, your body shape and his are like yeah almost identical right mm-hmm. so it's kind of this it's almost yeah. like a doppel, doppelgangery yeah. thing but at the same time you listen you have your own sound listening to your album and your music you do have I, and i really want to make that clear because yeah. even in acting right you'll get typecast and it's like here that's that's you know what i mean mm. so isn't that important for oh, you yeah. two to be your own it it was very much playing Sinatra was I've done him twice. So, so, so once in Rat Pack Confidential and once in another show called Sinatra Raw. And you're right. It's very, mm. very important to have clear blue water between me and Frank Sinatra. Mm. And, and I absolutely approach him as an actor. So um, it's, it's more about evoking the spirit. You know, it's more about letting people use their imagination to experience what it might have been like to be in the company. So, so if you like when I approach him as an actor, it's a bit like Helen Mirren doing the Queen or Kate Blanchett doing mm. Elizabeth the First or Jamie Foxx, um, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or Rennie Zellweger as Judy Garland. It's, you have yeah, to Yeah, Jamie Foxx did like Ray Charles and he looks like Ray him. Ray Charles. Yeah, he sings like him. Like he would Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very much that experience um, when, when, when I'm, acting you know Frank Sinatra but it just so happens that our voices my voice and his voice are a similar range similar mm. similar texture so when I'm when I'm acting that I just have to tweak it a little bit do do a few vocal things that suggest mm-hmm. Sinatra and then his when I'm style. Me, of course, I bring it back his style yeah his style and I think it's so much harder to be someone that everybody knows oh god I know than like a completely fictional character where you can do whatever you want pretty much within the guidelines of the producer and the writer and all that but when you have to be something that that someone that everybody I mean worldwide pretty much knows the name Frank Sinatra yeah and also you're you're absolutely right you know you you have to you have to get it right you can't get wrong because people love Frank Sinatra and and rightly so he was one of the greatest Mm -hmm. singing icons who ever lived so you can't do that half-heartedly you have to commit 100 percent and and it's that and I think when you you know when you commit people are prepared to suspend their imagination and go on the journey which has been very I must say it's been very rewarding and it's great work you know I I I'm very, I'm a little protective of the relationship with him, but also deeply kind of humbled by it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's gotta be fun because the music mm. is really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? To sing, it's there's, I, and we're, we're musicians mm. and, and, and I write songs and sing too. And it's like, there's something, there's a cover and then there's your own work and your own work has always such a pain in the butt because you're it's your own <laughs> stuff you know what I mean but then covering someone else's it's like you either make it your own and change it or you need to really cover it as them yeah. and then it's like like you're saying the same That's thing hard. in acting singing either way like being a cover band or not even cover you know there's all the tribute bands it's the same thing people come expecting you are you going to hit that note exactly there 
And mm-hmm. the audience, the fans know the history. They Google, mm-hmm. I mean, we got Google now. Think about it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. can look up the, you know, they'll go to, you, you've got to have been to Palm Springs and LA, uh, Vegas while you're here, right? You've got mm-hmm. to have done some touring and all of that, you know, but they've got, everybody knows. It, it's not like the truth and the facts aren't there about Frank Sinatra, right? Well, there's going to be some stuff there. There's stuff in there. We never will know. There's always stuff. <laughs> there's going to be, I there's think always, he's got that on. element of mystery, you know, come yeah, on, does. That, that we may never know, like, or maybe yeah. like 20 years later, we're going to find out something. Yeah. I swear. I think there is. There's, there's definitely well, that. Well, Hollywood's but, Hollywood, you know? But you want to have that mystique. You want to have that mystery. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the hardest thing. But uh, your your new album, this is something that's been you've been working on. We're going to play Lost and Found, and you've had that out. And I know that was, I mean, the pandemic has hit. You've when did you move to LA? Let's start there. When did you? Yeah. Well, actually, you say Preston. Um, uh, oh God! I think, <laughs> I think... <laughs> By the way, I eat Marmite too. Everybody, don't I freak love out. Marmite. Did oh you really? God. I just had I some for the first it. time in years. For, for, <laughs> for anybody who might be watching or listening to this who doesn't know what Marmite is, I urge you, you must, it's an English It comes television. from Preston. No, it doesn't. It's either, it's either disgusting or wonderful. It, there's no, there's no. There's no in between. <laughs> Either love it or hate it. Hate it's it. just like Preston. Yeah. But okay, so Bye-bye. go, sorry, go back. So, oh. so the guy who wrote An Englishman in Love in LA is from Preston, Alex. Oh, Lott. no way. Yes, How he cool is. is he is from Preston. He <laughs> is um, BBC oh Young Composer of the Year. And we met in a jazz club in London called Ronnie Scott's. Uh, and we both discovered we were both coming to Los Angeles at the same time. And the next time we met was at the Tony Bennett concert at the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, it was oh, meant to be. Oh. Yeah, we, we, we were just exiting together. And I heard this voice, Richard, Richard. And I turned around and there's Alex in, in you know, wow. 17,000 people. Cool. So it started, um, it, I remember it started with my mm. um, uh, record producer, uh, Sean. And we were having dinner and we kind of had this idea to do an album together and and I said, but you know, I'm going to go and live in America, right? And he said, yeah, yeah, we can, we can make this work somehow. And he, um, I'll never forget the phone call when he, he called up one day and said, well, you're in LA. Why don't we do this at Capital? And I said, well, how do oh, you yeah. do at Capital? He said, you call them up. I said, okay. And that's what happened. I just yeah. called them up. And um, it, yeah, it started with the idea of kind of the idea of an Englishman in love in LA. It's about... It's about going for your dreams. It's about mm-hmm. recognizing what it is you want to do in life and then going for it. So some of the lyrics, like LA in the song is, you know, uh, it's like LA is my lady. LA is the, you know, LA is the city. Um, he, he sings to this uh, wonderful city. Um, there's a line in it. There's a lyric. Um, I knew the lady for me would be, uh, would be late but you're the one I've always been waiting for and and it swings away and it, he's referring to uh, realizing his dreams maybe later in life and, mm. and and that that's where it all that's where it kind of all started with, with that song and 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 then lost and found is another original song and it kind of sums up I guess where I was when I came across here you know I was feeling a little lost I guess in England because mm. I, I knew I had a yearning to do something else and the idea being, I came to LA and found what it was I wanted to do. So, so it oh. kind of has a circularity, if you know what I mean. Mm. They're, they're yeah, not, yeah. 
they're not just songs for the sake of it. They're, they're songs with their stories and they, they kind of carry a meaning, which, uh, which is nice. Yeah. It's like someone's, you know, you're reading someone's diary almost, but in a yeah. musical way, you yeah. know, and coming out, it's, it's coming out over here, coming out, that, that's not what I meant, but coming out over here is, um, you've got to think about it. you. You guys have been coming out here with music for years. It's yeah. like, the British but, invasion has not left. But, but what you, you said something earlier that really struck a chord with me, and that's that sometimes you do have to travel in order to go home. Like, for example, you know, yeah. for us, for British people, mm. when American artists visit um, the UK, everyone's going to be in awe. Oh my God, they're American. They, you know, they're real, they're proper, they know what they're doing. Until the next day. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's the same, I guess, to some extent when Brits come over to America. We, we have this kind of fascination with each other. And then yeah. when you take the message home, like let's say, for example, you know, when I go back over to the UK, they are, I think, I think they're in Orton. How do I say this? I think they're respectful of the courage it might take to make a fresh journey and go to new, to new. Because new they respect place. the work of it because it's mm -hmm. not like you're just at home going to it's, a gig in, in your easy. local pub. You know what I mean? It's a different thing. You know, I, I as traveling in my whole life was, you know, different. I went to like 16 schools. So I was always <laughs> a new kid in school. And so the first day, everybody's like, oh, who are you? La, la, la. The next day, it's like, all right, we're done with you. Who's next? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So you had to really stand your ground and, yes. you know, balance all of that weirdness. But there is something about someone made the effort to come and do something. And I think that's a very respected thing in the adult side, not, not necessarily being the new kid in school, but there's some intrigue. Ooh, something new. It's like mm -hmm. I always said, you know, musicians tour and a lot of times, and for reasons, you know, just the way touring is yeah. the little towns get left off the map. And yeah. yet the little towns will pack out because mm -hmm. they no one goes there and when someone goes there they're like oh yeah and the next small town will come over in the next small town because no one goes there and it's like someone bothered to come out you're mm -hmm. absolutely right and i think that whilst it's of course it's always lovely to visit the main hubs you know the cities and the londons or the san francisco's mm. or chicago's or new york but actually it's in the small towns that sometimes that's where magic can happen mm -hmm. it's personal really it's where yeah it's, it's personal it's, it's personal and i i'm mm. a huge fan of yeah i'm a mm. big fan of that that that's mm. I have to talk about acting because yeah. Nancy and I are huge <laughs> fans of British, uh, you know, Hyacinth oh. Bouquet is still yeah. like, if we can see her, we will watch her. No, woman. no, because there's something very, we talk about this and we just even recently talked about, about film, character acting, character acting. And um, it seems like it. now that we have Hulu and Netflix and all these streaming services that actors and filmmakers have a more leeway to do more character driven shows than this big budget boom bang you know glitzy stuff yeah. and i think england and canada because of course there's a little touch of british and, and american in mm -hmm. there right yeah yeah the humor the character um you don't have to have the huge budget let's just really tell the story so we're seeing that morph in here which is fantastic and, and most of it is led by comedians, which I find interesting. It yeah. really, or maybe that's just, Nancy, I always watch anything like that, but do you, acting over in the States versus England, is there a difference? Do you see a change happening here? Do you know what we're talking, I mean, 
there is a difference, isn't there, with this character-driven part? There I mean, is. I mean, this is yeah. I was only talking about this this morning. That there's so so the stage play I wrote, Sinatra Raw, mm -hmm. which goes inside his mind just as he's preparing to retire for the first time because he had a few uh, retirements mm -hmm. um, in 1971. It, it reimagines the moment that he's um, <clears throat> uh, he he's in Palm Springs a month before he retires, and he the only thing on stage he's got with him is a bottle of Jack Daniels and the pianist. Mm. All he wants to do is to sing some songs, to say goodbye, and it's been great. But the more he drinks, the more mm. the alcohol goes down, the angrier he becomes. Mm. And he remembers the terrible, terrible disappointment when Ava Gardner didn't appear at a concert in London. Well, we've taken that and translated it into a screenplay and done, you know, made it even smaller that the whole action takes place in the Royal Festival Hall that night. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. When Ava Gardner didn't show, and he's in the dressing room and he's kind of losing it. The point of what I'm saying here, it's character-driven. Right. I watched... Um, the Macbeth film um, with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand just the other night that there's a, mm -hmm. it's so stylistically shot. It's so beautifully done, so character driven that you don't need the big budgets and you don't need the big sets and the, the mm -hmm. you can do so much by doing so little. Um, and it's important. Yeah. It, I think there is a change. There is definitely a change. And I, I like it. I think it's for the better. You know. I, I so agree because I remember things from English television, um, even though I've been in the States longer. Our nation's yeah, I mean, I just remember the That's characters. That's you know, The characters are so well crafted. Mm, mm, and mm. the people are those characters. Mm, you can't mm. convince me that they're not because they're so good at it. Yeah. That... I find it like, oh, I can settle down and watch Hyacinth's bouquet. I know she's going to go, Richard, yeah. mind the pedestrian. You just woke the dog up, Nancy. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, dog. But, and, but they, they play the character to the point of you cannot forget the characters. Yes. Over here, for a long time, it was all the, the effects the big yeah. effects, like we can do the big wave, we can do. The I big think it was fire. an excitement too of being the possibility well, the, the, of all that. The technology mm -hmm. and what we could do with it, and then I think that it that curtailed the actors. Yeah, it I know kind of squished them yeah. a little, you mm. know. Mm. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting one that. Um, mm. Yeah, but they they do. Yeah, they and they encourage. I think as well in the UK. Um, my impression is that the actors tend to start in theater you start small and and you have to you know it's all about understanding the craft mm. and um there's a discipline you know there's there's a process to go through and i think mm. that when you've been through that process it 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 um 
you understand how, how important it is to find that character, whoever that right. character is, and follow mm -hmm. it through, commit to it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's a good it's a good discipline to have actually when you're when you're yeah. acting, to approach something like that. But but they're all have that said, you know, that there are some phenomenal actors here. Mm -hmm. I, I saw mm -hmm. Brian Cranston just the other night in a play down at the Geffen Theatre in in, LA, in um, uh, Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And he's he's a marvelous, marvelous, mm -hmm. marvelous. So there we are. And I think there's yeah. a, I mean, America definitely has amazing actors. Oh yeah. But I, did, I think we just what we're saying is that we went through a stage of the. I think it was when you start to have new things, you get excited and overdo it. You know what I mean? You yeah. run it, and now <laughs> it's like let's get. Now it seems that, and I also think now because of streaming and all these multiple opportunities yes people are going okay well let's just do it on pure acting yes you know yeah. it's like we don't have the huge budget budgets but we have the ability to distribute and stream and do all these things mm -hmm. that yes. there's more opportunities and i think all of it has a place every single place mm -hmm. i mean all the action you need the big kaboom bam stunt doubles all the crazy cg all of that stuff has to happen yeah but it is exciting to see um changes in, yes. in and I think also it goes with the actual um <clears throat> sets are uh, the the filming locations have changed Atlanta has become one of the biggest filming locations yes and they're working towards it LA's here uh, LA will always be LA right yes yeah yes. yeah have yeah. you gone to Atlanta yeah. at all filming wise no, I never have. I'd love to Not go. Not yet. Yeah. Anybody listening, I'd, I'd love to come. All okay. right. <laughs> we'll be there in January. Come visit. Okay. <laughs> but no, this is interesting, though. So, you know, the music and the acting, when did you start acting? I mean, did which one came first? Sure. Or both? Because uh, they are connected. You're telling music. a story no matter yeah. where. I think in my heart, music, music came first and music is... You know, if somebody had a gun to my head and they said, choose, it would be music. Music mm -hmm. is it, music is so part of me. It's in my heart. Mm -hmm. It's in it's in everything. I could live without acting, but I couldn't live without music. It, it would be impossible. Um, mm -hmm. But I love them both very much. And that I, I don't other than Frank Sinatra, I tend not to I tend not to be in musicals per se. I've done some musicals. But I like to keep the two careers quite separate. So I have my jazz stroke, big band uh, uh, career, and then an acting career. I mean, hmm. sometimes sometimes it's nice to have a rest from one and take up the reins with another. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I enjoy that. But it, somebody gave me the phrase for it quite recently. They said, oh, did you know you're what's called a multi-hyphenate? And I said, no, what, <laughs> what does that mean? Me. Oh my gosh! You're gonna have I to put it, it on your signature now. I, I hope. know. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's. I hope it's not rude. <laughs> and they no, said, I think it's funny. Look it up. And it basically means it's not as rude as a dangling participle. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it it sort of means that you're like, like I guess like a like a Frank Sinatra or Barbara Streisand, mm -hmm. one of these people who they sing, they act, they direct. Yeah, yeah. multi-talent, multi multi-instrumentalist, multi, yeah. multi yeah. entertainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good thing. I like it. It it yeah. honestly it keeps me keeps me ticking. I think I think mm -hmm. if I only had to do one thing you know if my career was only acting 
I think I might get a little bored. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we do something different now? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like the variety. I, I well, like we're the blends, so you know we're all into variety. Yeah, we because, can't do Because of the thing. whole pigeonholing, you only do this, only do that, just, you know, that's, that's when that you go start work. raving mad. Yeah. You can't do one mm. thing. But I do have to ask, do you cook? Yes. I, I knew do. it. I knew it. I win the vote. I win. <laughs> I win. I knew it. If you sing and act, you're, you're cooking. You're cooking. That's it's an interesting. Thing. I love cooking. It's one of my, one of my yeah. yeah, I love cooking. I mean, okay. I, I'm I'm a I'm the I'm the kind of cook who um because many, many years ago as a kid, as a boy and young man, I worked in the hotel business. So it, oh. I know I know the hotel trade through and through. Oh boy. But I'm so I'm one of those <laughs> and then you end up living in them as you travel and film and yeah. do music. Yeah, right? I'm, on, I'm on I'm on the other side of the reception desk now, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, much nicer. I'm the kind of cook who loves just give me, give me a fridge, give me what's in the fridge. Yeah, you know, carrots, celery, and this yeah. and that. And I love to create a meal out of nothing. Um, yeah. I'm one of those cooks. Do you feel? Yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Now, okay. Absolutely. Now, when we were living in cool. Preston, they all had chippy pots, like a chip pot, chip pot, like a chip pot with the, oh, with the, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. for French but, fries. But now, what? Now, is that still going chips on? And, Chips and fish, no. fish and no, chips. Have we helped up a little bit? Like, kind of got a little bit healthier in that well, regard. Well, we were so, in Preston, so yeah. fish and chips. <laughs> fish and chips is still massive. I mean, fish and chips is sacred. You know, when I go yeah. home, one of the first things I have is fish, is fish and chips. Um, but it's all gone a little upscale now, and and they've start. So people, I know exactly those fryers that people. Yeah. They, they have them less. They sometimes they might have them. But um, fish and chip shops have kind of evolved a little bit. So, for example, in most British towns, you'll find fish and chip shops now. They serve champagne or they serve wine. Or wow. Serve oh, yay. Nuts. We like that. Now, we're, now you're talking That's our language. Good. But yeah. no, but I mean, like on the on the stove in, in like my friend's houses pot. when I was a kid, they the had like pot. a chippy pot where all the oil went into this one pot on and the it stove. Stayed there for and days. they used it over and over, like for bacon or whatever, like bacon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It all went into this pot. And I always used to look in the pot going, what's it looking like now? Because it would yeah, it would change because if you put hot oil in, it would change the grease level. And I yeah. thought it was kind of hard. I know this is exactly what you thought was going to happen when you came on our show. Yeah, right. Talking about <laughs> we would talk pot. about Preston, but the chip pot, I remember that as a kid. Mm, but no, England, England I'm, has changed. Yeah, I'm you, remembering we had one when I was a child growing yeah, up. See? We had a, we had a, we had a. Chip yeah. pan, I think they used to. It yeah. was a chip pot, yeah. chip pen. I can't remember what it was, but it was always that pot. Like they it called was almost it like a, a coffee chip can. pot, and Every- you just <laughs> threw the grease in there, little bitsies in there, and it just added to the flavor. Very nice. I don't Very think nice. anybody died from it. Okay, so now if you were okay, so you've got your album. Okay, so this is going to be this. So everyone is out on April twenty second, two thousand twenty two. But you're going to have a party on the twenty first, which we want to talk about. But now you've got the album. Okay, so now you're going to host a dinner. The music is going to be the album, and then you're going to do a live show, and you're allowed to invite three people you would like to have perform with you that you've never performed with. Yeah. Who would you who would you invite to come and perform with you on drums, you know, guitar, whatever it is, vocals, whatever. Who's going to be performing? But then who are your guests and what are you? This is a big question. This This is is a whole show question. Huge one. Like we should just have you on to talk about this. But what are you serving? Because you're cooking it. So let's start with the food. Yeah. 
Are these people living or dead? Are they? Are you they can, you can do whatever you want because we're in Magic Land. Yeah, you're in La La Land. Okay. <laughs> you okay. Do whatever you want. I think maybe I'll start with the people because that will determine what we eat. And I'm going to say for the guests or for the music. For the guests. For the guests. Okay. Well, well, for the to, for the guests to sing to to perform with. Yeah. I'm going to say my first choice is Ella Fitzgerald. Oh wow! Ooh, nice. Yeah. And I met Ella Fitzgerald twice. <gasps> oh, no way. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I did. I stood on stage with her. I was very young. I was 19. No and, way. Um, she had terrible eyesight and she had t- diabetes. So she, mm. it affected her eyesight. And I, she was performing actually in a hotel I was working in. And I, I said to the producer, is there any chance I could meet her? And he said, yeah, yeah. Go up on the stage at the end. I'll give you the nod. You, you give her your hand and you take her off stage. And that's exactly what happened. And wow, she, cool. She was magnificent. She, oh, mm. she was, wow. And you got to see her perform then and hear. I mean, I that, that's the epitome of some big band, like just wow. everything, right? That's that dude. Cool. Yeah. Seriously. Sorry, you're in California. I get to say dude. dude. Yeah, no, I mean, Ella, so Ella Fitzgerald, I think another guest I'd like to, I mean, how, how, how can I not say Frank Sinatra? Yeah, yeah right. I yeah, knew exactly. you were going to say that. Oh, you could do a duet. You could do a duet. I think I would be so frightened. I'd probably clamber. I probably wouldn't be able no, to. No, you'd do it. You'd do it. Oh, that would be, I mean, beyond. Mm. Um, and who else would I quite like to sing or perform with? That's a great, maybe, do you know, do you know who else I think would be really neat to do something with? Chet Baker. Do you know? Do oh, you know yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, wonderful oh. trumpet player and a beautiful mm-hmm. singing voice. He he would be kind. Oh. He'd be the he'd be this the, the kind of the cool jazz dude on the gig. Uh, you know, I think hmm. he wrote one of the songs. Um, I think he he wrote a song that we used to cover, and I'm just checking. No, maybe not. I thought he wrote Matchbox. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sitting here wondering if my Matchbox. Holds my clothes. Um, I, I was hoping, I was hoping it, you would say year. Dean Martin. Say again, sorry. Say again. I said I was hoping you, that you would say <laughs> Dean Martin. Oh, Nancy <laughs> is in love with Dean Martin. So <laughs> she. Um, you know, so so the good, when we did Rat Pack Confidential, yeah. there was an act. My friend Alex was Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel to look. Of course, it would be incredible. But yeah, just think with Dean Martin. But we did a lot. Of, we did a lot of duets already. Me mm-hmm. and me and Dean. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> it, and it was quite funny because some after the show, you see, you'd get your fans, and half of them were Sinatra fans. And, and the other half were Dean Martin. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'd come out of the stage door. And they'd be clambering, you know, and, and if I Ooh. came out, but it was a Dean Martin night, they'd be, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and because they, they'd come in groups, do they come in groups that way too? Yeah, like this yeah. probably, probably. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm we sure. know where Nancy is, you know, Nancy's yeah. got a thing about Dean Martin. Every Christmas, we got to listen yeah. to Dean Martin. But dude, these are classic voices. Frank Sinatra yeah. has this. Old yeah. voice, like Tony Bennett. You went to see Tony Bennett. I mean, he's retiring now, and it's amazing to see. I mean, Lady Gaga. I mean, look what she's doing with his music. Who would have thought? But she she did a good job. You know, did, I saw her in Vegas doing the big band swing. She was great. She was oh, just yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an That's incredible awesome. voice. Incredible yeah. voice. Hmm. Okay, I so think... what's dinner? What's for dinner? 
So I'm not think, letting you off the hook. We want to know I what's think, going on. <laughs> I think it's going to be Italian. I think that if Sinatra Ooh. is going to be there, oh yeah. I'm either thinking something like meatballs and spaghetti. He might like that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe chicken parmigiana, something. I think I'm going to go with the we chicken could do parmigiana. Both, right? That sounds good. Could do Why both. not? Why not? Um, and for dessert, maybe tiramisu. Oh. <laughs> Are we having wine? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm just like, hello. Can't, you can't have them over without wine. A little Chianti might be nice. Mm. Oh, Chianti. Chianti's good. Yes. Did they have they had cocktails in the beginning? Yeah, they would always have cocktails. That was the era of cocktails first. Yeah. And you I, had martinis in, you know, in the yeah, beginning of your video. By the way, the, vi the video, you know, is amazing. Going in Capitol Records, you know. Mm. I you love know, it. Just, uh, I love that how that whole... And the, having the cocktail, I mean, you, your videos are good. And yeah. what's it like doing that versus like doing a music video is different. That's, I always wonder about how that's got to be like singing it and then singing it and then it's, being able um, to perform. That's different. It, 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 it's, 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 it's harder work than you might imagine, because like you've just said, you have to, you have to, you, you have to sing. Um, you actually have to sing, although you're not, obviously they can't hear what you're singing because you're doing it to you're doing it to a click track you're hearing the music you still have to sing because it gives you energy so mm. for example if you're <laughs> taking a breath and singing you know i knew the lady for me would be fashionably late there's if you if you breathe on that it gives your body an energy so you're physically singing but you're also um have, having to sing in time with with the music <laughs> sometimes you get it slightly it's like out karaoke of you. Oh, to your own music yeah so it's, it's actually slightly than, yeah you might it's slightly trickier than you might imagine but it's good to, i mean look shooting at capital was a dream come you know i i doubt i'll ever Recording get it there again. Too. oh good god i mean beyond Wonderful. that's an iconic thing when you drive into la and seeing no. that each time you see that, of course, the Hollywood Hills. And I'm sorry, we had to do Venice Beach or Santa Monica in the background because that's just mm -hmm. our playground. But but when you see those iconic mm -hmm. things, it's like Sunset Strip. It's not the same whereas Nancy, when she grew up, she told me all kinds of wild stories. And we went to Sunset Strip and, and it wasn't that wild. It was but, so boring. But the Marlboro Man was to... still there. Is he still there? Is the Marlboro Man downtown mm -hmm. in Sunset Strip? <gasps> oh, yeah, because that's a no-no now. But you yeah. know, those were the good old days. <laughs> See, I'm honestly, I'm much more interested in that. I'm interested in the LA of the anything from the 1930s, 40s, 50s, all the mm. way through the 70s. I think it's so exciting, so glamorous, you know. Yeah. The um, glamour went away somehow. Glamour went away, right? It, yeah. Like at Vegas, Vegas has changed. You know, so Vegas yeah. was when we got to Vegas, you know, we, so Nancy told me all these stories. This is what it's like in America. Well, you know, and yeah. when we got here, like I wanted Janice Joplin to be alive and she was dead. But I, I knew that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There was just this. I wanted hate Ashbury to be hate Ashbury. I wanted, you know, know. Sunset Strip, the, you know, the Marlboro Man and all of that. And Vegas, you know. Just that yeah. they keep blowing up their buildings and their casinos and and you know i wanted to be where the rat pack but we did see the coasters perform in a in a casino that, that they cool. did implode later wow. and it was old school and you could put coins in the machines and play coin 
Kate, that was cool. It was, was like cool. one of the last of the last. It was amazing. Where, um, where I live in, I live in Laurel Canyon. In oh, Canada. yeah. Uh-huh. So, of course, that's where Joni Mitchell wrote Ladies mm-hmm. of the Canyon. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, and Mama Cass lived. And yeah. And Uppers. And, um, mm. um, oh, it's beautiful. You drive all around there. That's, yeah. Jim, yeah. Jim Morrison from the door. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love all of that. I love I love to imagine those people, mm-hmm. that legacy. Mm-hmm. They're just those artists doing what they did in that time. It, there's something so romantic about it, don't you think? You know, there's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's we, we, just going, you know, when we got to the States and going through there and our band, actually, we all drove around and just <laughs> I, everything to me was very <laughs> iconic of knowing music history and knowing yeah. who, what and where. It was just mm. very, um, just imagine who was doing what, like Jim Morrison and stuff, right? You know, yeah. crazy things, you know, were going mm. on, but driving crazy. on those hills, you know, they were there. And it's like, I think that's the beauty of travel. Wherever you go somewhere, no, you know, someone walked there before you. Who was it? Was it an ancient Native American or was it, you know, a Mayan? Yes. You know mm. what I mean? Depending on where you are, it's like someone here did this and and mm-hmm. you try to kind of feel, if you stop, you can, and think mm-hmm. about it, you can feel it. And yeah. I don't know if it's our own creativity inside of us or truly well, feeling, I don't know, but that's the beauty of it. And I think you being in LA and, you know, everything's changing so fast yes. that it's important to have, you know, like your voice out there and what you're doing to kind of remind us to kind of still don't throw it all out. <laughs> yeah. We got to have it here. And the yeah. arts live on forever, right? So long as we Absolutely. participate. Mm-hmm. But I think your voice keeps us like, hello, it's still here. You know, yeah. it's important what you're doing with your voice. Yes. Really. Yeah. Res- and Thank and you. I love your voice. Your voice yeah. is beautiful. It's amazing. We love listening to it. And definitely, uh, it's amazing. So tell us, people get to see you perform on the 21st of April? Yeah, and we're trying to make it, we're trying to make, uh, we're trying to stream it live. So we, at the moment, we're just oh, cool. thinking on how we do that. Um, hmm. So all being well, um, your, your your fans and listeners and, and viewers will be able to come and join us on the night virtually cool. Um, cool. if they can't be in LA. So yeah, keep, keep hmm. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. If awesome. Can. Yeah. And, and I'll tell, give everyone your website again. It's richardshelton.co.uk. I'm so, so used to saying co.uk. I don't know why I'm looking it up. But everyone, it's an Englishman in love in L.A. Uh, April mm. 22nd is the release date. But of course, go on, you know, all the streaming websites and you can order it uh, now. Yeah. And we're going to close with Lost and Found. And I uh, hope you all enjoy that. But Richard, it's been a true pleasure. And thanks fun. for joining us. Thank you. It's been lovely to share this time with you. Thank you very much indeed. And next You're time, so let's awesome. all have Marmite and toast. Yeah. <laughs> Marmite. And tea. Oh my gosh. And tea. There's Marmite. nothing like a cup of, I'm sorry, but I'll go with my rooibos tea. Rooibos tea and Marmite toast. There's nothing like it in the world. <laughs> and whether you like it or not, there's nothing like it. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> and found am I with you terrified and happy too I don't know if I'm captured or I'm free 
busy days than in a spell. Love sick, but I feel so well. Your mystic charms have taken hold of me. There's a fire in my soul. I'm losing control. Could this be magic, or am I a tragic Romeo? Now fate has pulled me by your side. I tried my best to fight the tide, but now my lonely ship has run aground, and I'm lucky to be lost and found. I can't tell if I'm in hell or if I'm in heaven. 